Hey folks, today's episode, we're going to be talking about character alignment in D&D. What's going on, friends? I hope that all is well. So, I've heard many people talk about character alignments on social media. Um, a lot of people have been creating charts to showcase what character alignments are, and they talk about who would fit into what category, but it got, to, got me to think... Why do we focus so much on character alignments as a community? What is so important about character alignment? And for those of you who are unfamiliar, you know, perhaps you're reviewing this podcast for the first time, or you're just unfamiliar with what a character alignment is. Character alignments are essentially the guidelines um, to how a player role plays and to how a character acts. So you might have seen different categories that are divided into, you know, lawful, um, chaotic, and neutral, and then good, evil, neutral. So those um, kind of, it's almost like, you know, those, those six, you know, different uh, individual categories create um, certain character alignments. And essentially what it is, is that it determines how people act, how characters act. It's very easy to do this when you are, you know, reading a novel or a book, a comic book, whatever it may be. And you're able to say, you know, you're almost able to say, okay, Superman, if he was, if he had a character alignment, he would be lawful good. Um, Same thing with Captain America. Captain America follows the law. And he is good. He's a good person and he follows the law. Um, and same thing with Superman. He follows the law. He doesn't, he has his own moral code in which he doesn't, you know, that he doesn't cross. Um, the Joker on the opposite end of the spectrum is chaotic evil. The Joker will do whatever he wants because he enjoys it and he is an evil character. So, that's an example of what character alignments are. You will see it in every genre. I've seen character alignment charts for individuals and for, for specific people you know, from the Harry Potter universe, from the Lord of the Rings mythos, from the Game of Thrones uh, IP, pretty much from everything that you can think of there is this character alignment. But... I've got to think, and like I said, why do we focus on it? Is it because it helps us predetermine, you know, characteristics for our character? And I thought about it, and personally, I don't think that character alignment is important in 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons. So, in older editions, just as a bit, you know, this is your history lesson for the day. In older editions, character alignment did was important it did do a lot of things regarding your spells and how you would act but in fifth edition dungeons and dragons it's really not that important rather i think that we as players and dms should be you know we we should be focusing more on the you know goals of the character of the players themselves than anything else we almost honestly we sometimes hold too much value into character alignments and as i stated before in previous editions excuse me they had a huge role in the development of the player and the character character you know um this alignment 
um, determine the future of your character. So, for example, if you chose, you know, let's say you were a cleric, right? A holy priest or priestess and you cast, you know, your character cast a spell that ne didn't necessarily belong in the domain of that cleric or perhaps, you know, you were as a as a paladin, typically they were lawful good, meaning that they were kind of the, the chivalric knights in shining armor. And let's say that paladin didn't really didn't have did it, they didn't do something that was according to that chivalric code it would actually completely change that character and you know i mentioned the paladin and as many of you have seen and noticed there's the oathbreaker paladin but in older editions the way you broke your oath was by switching your alignment so you went from lawful good to pretty much anything you could be chaotic good you could be neutral good you could be you know chaotic neutral chaotic evil lawful evil, whatever the alignment may be if you just pretty much ventured out of lawful good you were an oath breaker so with that being said <clears throat> it had a lot of value in previous editions personally I don't think it's important and this is the reason why character alignment really um, really boxes in the players it really it really places cons, uh, constraints on the player and doesn't let the player move or act in a manner that they want so it it really doesn't let the players advance naturally it's kind of like that consequential action of okay if my if if i'm a if i let's say i'm a rogue thief and i want to steal this money you know let's say i, I loot this treasure chest but my character really wants to give it to the poor technically if i was playing a, a strict character alignment of this chaotic neutral it could fit because of the the neutrality of it but let's say i was playing a, a a lawful evil you know character and you know my intention was oh i want to do this 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 and that you know perhaps i want to give you know there's an opportunity for me to kind of play against type it really wouldn't give me that opportunity um, I think of, you know, and, and, and when I say this, I think of Darth Vader. Darth Vader has been categorically um, placed in the lawful evil alignment. And as you see, it is true. He, you know, Darth Vader is a Sith Lord and he has his master, the Emperor. And he essentially, whether he agrees or disagrees, he follows the Emperor's orders. And whether they're good or bad, they, you know, Darth Vader follows those orders but it isn't until later on when he starts to find you know his kind of his repentance journey um his you know kind of his quote-unquote salvation journey um through luke skywalker that he is changing his character alignment and i feel like if 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 star wars you know was a DD &D campaign they would not be strictly you know adhering to that type of alignment and again, it's an example of if you have strict adherence to alignments, you don't progress story. That's kind of like my thesis, right? That's my biggest complaint about alignment is that it restricts the freedom to naturally explore um, characters. And 
how they act, how they decide to react, and really just their the storytelling nature. Um, I believe that character alignments, again, hinder that natural development. So, you know, if you see that a player is wanting to um, go with character alignments, that's totally okay. But again, heed my warning where you want to make sure that the that the restrictions that an alignment puts on a player that those you know that those decisions are done properly why do i say that well <clears throat> excuse me i've noticed that alignments put restrictions like i said on players decisions or it encourages certain behaviors that may not be acceptable at the table if you are a longtime uh, tabletop player with these type of, you know, character alignments, you've probably seen the cases where a player role-playing their beloved lawful good paladin may in fact want to loot the gold from the enemy. But because they're playing a lawful good paladin, that's going to create a bit of conflict, which it's okay to, you know, as a DM or as the GM, it's okay for you to create tension um, and therefore create drama. That's not a big thing. That's not a big deal. You know, Matt Colville, again, I respect Matt Colville as a person, but especially as a DM, talks about creating a little bit of drama for the and a little bit of tension for the player. However, it, it might create more frustration um, than you think. So it's one of those things that you have to be careful you've and and like i said it before if you've if you've encountered this you've also encountered the quote-unquote uglier side of the spectrum where you've seen players uh, making decisions saying well this is what my character would do because they're this alignment so they're you i mean obviously you know, we can, we're going to probably do another episode regarding that type of character behavior, but a lot of times the, the excuse of alignment is given for certain inappropriate actions. Um, I know for myself, I've seen many characters who said, well, you know, I'm a chaotic evil player, so I'm just going to set this tavern on fire just because I want to. And okay, Perhaps they're role playing and therefore that's, you know, maybe that's how they have fun, but that doesn't really allow the, the, the table, the, the, the party to have fun. Again, this is a collaborative storytelling game. So, you know, it's important for us to all have a sense of enjoyment and to really do things that are not only going to benefit ourselves, but benefit the others. So, again, you get a lot of those um, partial role play, but really we're do I'm doing this because of X, Y, Z and blaming it on character alignment. So to eliminate such possibilities and to really have a more in-depth game, I would rather focus and replace character alignment with character intentions. The intentions that I'm te- you know talking about, are those things that your the the party intends to do what they want to do from a personal level and a party level that actually helps determine in more detail 
where the quote-unquote character alignment of that player stands. So, for example, I have a particular character, my um, my dragonborn paladin named Sir Balasar. His goal, I mean, so, you know, to go a little bit more in depth, he took the oath of the conqueror, and his goal is to be is, is kind of deter- to be determined but his you know in the sense of like the grand scheme of things it may change but for right now for the past you know five levels his goal has been to essentially eradicate the world from those who follow tiamat you know tiamat is the goddess of you know she's the evil goddess dragon goddess and opposes that of bahamut so he, you know, Balasar is the, uh, he is the paladin or one of the paladins of Bahamut. And he feels that he had, a, he felt that he had a dream um, saying that he needs to eradicate the world from, you know, from Tiamat or of Tiamat rather. And those forces that are deemed under her servitude. So as you can see, that's not really a lawful good um, alignment. That's really it could be seen as well that's not really good but then it could also be seen as well you know what and it could be good in some instances in some cases there's a lot there's a lot of opportunity for tension and drama just from that character alignment but it does not hinder character development again the the beauty of dungeons and dragons is that each player and each game should focus on story and character development again it is a collaborative storytelling game so when the characters develop the story develops and when you have character intentions or character goals you're allowing one for the story to develop you're allowing for the players decisions to be in line with their actions you're allowing them to develop as a player and you're allowing the story to further develop in addition, you're not restricting any of their decisions. So, for example, if my character, Sir Balasar, wanted to preach about Bahamut to a town, he could do that. Yet, if he wanted to go into a goblin stronghold and eradicate every goblin, because although they're not in the servitude of Tiamat, they do some sort of evil, it doesn't restrict him. You know, that decision wouldn't restrict him from receiving the benediction and the and and the blessings of uh, Bahamut. So in reality, you're allowing for this really cool character development to, to you know progress through. You're allowing for this tension and drama that at one point is going to come up, right? You know, there's going to be a moment where the DM is going to present an opportunity that may oppose one another. That it, it you know it may oppose Um, a decision or a goal or an intention that I may have. And as I've talked about in previous episodes, previous uh, videos, excuse me, is that I, you know, when it comes to the development of a character, it is more important than, than anything else. So creating a little bit of that drama and that tension feeds into that. But anyway, Character intention versus character alignment. 
utilize the character intention methodology of ensuring that your players' goals are in line with their intentions. And whatever decisions that they make are going to be, you know, reflective of their actions, but that at the end of the day is going to be what their character wants to do. So, like I said, in my game that I personally run as the as the DM, as the GM, um, one of the characters, um, he is a paladin. And as long as they remain faithful to their oath, they're not going to break their oath. They're in line, you know, and even then it, at, that's where the drama can be added because I can say, well, if their goal forces them to, ch- to break their oath, then again, that's their goal, right? You know, that, and, and that might just be a consequence and drama that comes out of, or tension rather, that comes out of that decision. But it's not like it's restricting them. On the contrary, it's opening them up to countless possibilities. And, you know, other other DMs, other GMs that I've talked to when I've brought this concept up, it's been a bit of a, a bit of a game changer because those who used to DM older editions, like I stated previously, if someone broke their oath, they became an oath breaker change their alignment um so that's you know that's something that again i would consider right if if you enjoy using character alignments in your DD campaign by all means continue doing that because at the end of the day as long as your players are having fun that's what matters but in my opinion if you are wanting to move out of character alignments but you want some sort of like you know, structure within that decision-making tree to create that tension and create the drama for the storytelling capability. Replace it with character intentions. Let the intentions of the players speak for themselves. That's going to help them in their decisions, but it's also going to help them in their development. So whatever goals that they've placed, and, you know, even if they don't have goals, maybe whatever desires that they have, as long as they follow this, those desires, they're going to do whatever, you know, their, their decisions are going to be aligned to that. So that's my take on character alignments. Again, use them if you want. There's nothing wrong with it. But if you don't want to, replace character alignments with character intentions. That's where, you know, I've, I've posted in previous um, social media posts and in previous videos saying that, you know, as a DM and as a GM, but also as a player, you know, be in constant communication with one another. Talk to them about, these are my goals. This is what I'm thinking of doing. This is what I want to become. How can we work this in? And that's going to really create that fluidity. So I hope that you enjoy um, this episode. I hope you've enjoyed um, this topic. If you want a specific topic, I always I forget to always mention this. You can email me at thebeardednerdvlog at gmail.com. You can send me DMs on Instagram or on Facebook or on Twitter, whatever, you know, wherever your social media preference is. And you can send me DMs and say, hey, I really want you to talk about this because I've been interested. So if you do submit you know, anything like that, I will make sure to cover that topic. And again, 
I, I'm definitely one of those people that I love to talk about D&D. I just have my own agenda, so to speak, that I like to get through. But if you have any topics, this is an open forum. Send me a DM. Let me know what you all think down below in the comments if you're listening to this on whatever sort of platform. And I will talk to you all later. Have a great one and keep gaming.